Hey, SoundCloud listeners, this is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya! You found the Taxi Stand Hour. Over. On Radio TFI. Yet another edition of the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI, as well as SoundCloud for this Saturday, December 14th of 2019, in the year of our Lord. Thank you, everybody, for joining us here from the snowy Egan Command Center, the Northern Command Center in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and from Queens, New York. It is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, kids and kittens. It's a th- you've caught me by surprise. I wasn't expecting you today. Well, what do you know? You weren't expecting? I was not expecting any visitors today. How pleasant is this? I have no idea what the weather is like here. Uh, we're in the sub-basement today. We're in uh, sub-basement floor 22.8. Uh, we have some secret secret doings going on. We can't really talk about it right now, but we will when the time is right. John, how are you? I am fine. I'm looking out my window here and seeing snow flurries. Uh, we've been getting these little nuisance snowfalls here of, you know, inch, you know, inch and a half like that. Just enough to turn the roads into greasy skid stuff. See, now I like that. What you call a nuisance snowstorm shuts down most other cities. You just find it a nuisance. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but you know, those brand new snow tires I bought sure are coming in handy. That's for sure. Do they still make snow tires? Yes. I got a set of Blizzax right now. Set me back about, oh, about 600 and some odd dollars. I, I thought that's, I, I guess the, the modern steel belted radials, I thought that pretty much handled, uh, I guess not. It's no, I, it, I tell you, I can munch through the snow with these pretty good. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, they're not studded tires, but uh, they are definitely uh, definitely have helped out. Now, that's uh, interesting because it, remi- it reminds me of two things. Number one is when I worked for New York Telephone a million years ago, all of our trucks, snow tires. We had, we had vans, uh, Ram vans, mm-hmm. back in the early 80s. Company policy, snow tires all year long because they didn't want to have to deal yeah. with, with changing them. And it was okay in the state of New York as long as they weren't studded. So they just kept snow tires on them all, all year long. And and the other the other story that I want to relate to you is two priests die and go to heaven. So they get to the pearly gates and St. Peter is standing there and, and informs them, hey guys, sorry, we made a mistake. You guys got here early. So we made the decision. We'll let you go back to earth and uh, you can go back as whatever you like, whatever you like. So he turns to the first priest and says, well, what would you like to go back as? He says, 
I've always wanted to fly like a bird and soar like an eagle and, uh, you know, just enjoy the freedom. He says to the other priest, and what would you like to do, Father? And the priest looks at him and says, I would love to be a stud. I want to go back and just be a stud. Okay, so a little while later, St. Peter's talking to God. and says, by the way, what about those two priests? What do we do with them? Where are they now? So St. Peter looks at God and says, well, one of them's soaring over the Rockies and the other's in a snow tire in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, that was that was a long oh, way. Oh, straight to hell for that one. Yeah, I is. Yeah, I am. Oh, I was gonna tell you though, if they're gonna have snow tires year round, and they must go through tires like must have went through tires like crazy, because traditionally snow tires are a lot softer, a uh, lot softer rubber, and they don't last the standard uh well let's see what do i got on what do i got on my all seasons right now i got about uh, 60 just above sixty thousand miles on my all season tires and i yank those for the snow tires uh i don't expect the snow tires to last me maybe for t- uh two winter two winter seasons which to be honest around here is anywhere between uh october and uh, may so well let me say this about that uh this was close to 40 years ago and i could give a crap what at&t's or new york telephone's tire policy was i all i knew was that we had snow tires year-round that's it oh okay I, I noticed it within the first week, and I was talking with the guy I was working with, Steve, Steve Jenkins. Hey, Steve, I know you're not listening, but hey. And uh, <laughs> and it was explained to me by more than one person over the course of time that, yes, they don't. And anytime you'd have a flat tire, they come out with a snow tire. It didn't matter if it was July. Oh, so oh. what do we got going here? We got bunches of stuff. Uh, Oh, we got bunches and bunches. Let's. Why don't we start off with uh, our uh, Uber and Lyft uh, oh, stock price this week? I gotta get a stock ticker sound or something. Uh, I don't think they make any noise, do they? Stock tickers? Are you thinking about the old news tickers? Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking of. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. News. Okay. Ba-da, 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 ba-da. So Uber closed. All the news that fits, we print. Exactly. Think about it. Uber closed at twenty-eight forty-nine, uh, about about uh, half a buck up from last Friday. Uh, Lyft is forty-six seventy-five. Again, they're about a dollar. Oh, look at them. Uh, picked up about a dollar fifty-five. So once again, all you folks investing in Uber and Lyft, God bless you. And I can't wait to see all those billions of dollars in mansions that you. Uh, oh wait a minute. I'm thinking of the clowns that sold out early. <laughs> You're a sucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I was, I, I was talking to somebody here about this and about Uber and Lyft stock. And you know what they're doing here? Um, where it's not going to be a long-term investment for uh, for Uber and Lyft. It's going to be more of these for these guys that are playing the... Uh, playing the day trade game oh you know what i i know who you were talking to about that was that you that we were it talking was, about it was me it was on the air it was on the show oh my god i thought i was talking to one of my passengers about it oh well no that was me oh i'm sorry 
It's okay. <laughs> blessed, blessed mother of memory, don't fail me now. Whoop, too late. Too late. I'm sorry if we met. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you want to lead us off here? Or? Well, sure. If I can find my stuff. Well, first things first. I don't want to get into. I got a rant coming that, on the likes of which you're not going to believe. But you're not going to believe. But. So, so, we're going on with the whole impeachment thing and blah blah blah. And I come across this piece of audio. It was much longer, but I I, I boiled it down to about 17 seconds. And this is uh, Moscow Mitch. See, other people can do nicknames too. You know, Turtle McMurtle here. And positively gleeful, he's talking to that other uh, that other waste who the best part of him ran down his mother's thigh, Sean Hannity. Uh, Buckethead himself. Yeah, that's the one. And he, they're, they're just giggly. Listen to this. So I was shocked that uh, former President Obama left so many vacancies and didn't try to fill those positions. I'll Senator, tell you why. I'll tell you why. I was in charge of the... Uh, <laughs> Of what we did the last two years of the Obama administration. I give, I, and I will give you full credit for that. And by the way, take a bow. All right, that was a good. Ha, 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 ha. That's it. Sit there and laugh as you have virtually shut down the government. Waiting to put your people in place. Well, that, that, you know, it's funny you, you bring that up. Uh, I was just looking at something here. Um, just... Uh, couple of days ago where mcconnell is basically sitting on this uh, reform package uh, that uh, has been waiting for them to vote on uh which re- uh which pertains to uh the uh prescription uh, prescription drug plan that according to this story would uh save americans 345 billion with a b billion dollars we can't do that john we got a space force to pay for oh yeah exactly i'm sorry and we've got we've got to pay to put the president uh, up in mar-a-lago where he's making profits uh yeah by the way by the way as as speaking getting back to uh turtle mcmurtle there Mm -hmm. he uh there are well over 100 bills that the House has passed but with bipartisan support sitting there. Nothing is getting through. Nothing has gotten through mm-hmm. for I don't know how long. And that is that is Mitch McConnell. Uh, I don't know who it is is running against him in Kentucky coming up. Well, we got to find out and we got to throw. Look, coming up this year, there's two people you want to vote for. You want to vote for who's ever running against an incumbent Republican. And I do mean, uh, there's some good Republicans. I, I, I don't doubt that. But the ones who just are blinded by, blinded by the orange glare coming off El Presidente. And uh, the other person, you, and that's locally. The other person you want to vote for is me. I am announcing my candidacy now as a write-in candidate. Wherever it is you need me to be. Vote Ed. I'm in it for the perks. I'm not going to lie about it. I'm in it for the benefits. Once I get mine, I'm out the door. I'll do whatever I can for you. 
highest bidder wins, man. Uh, but really, I'm just in it for the benefits. For I want to do two years and out. Get my uh, get my health benefits. Get my free postage stamps. Boom, boom. Ed's done. So vote Ed. There'll be much more coming on this in the new year. Much more. I've I've dabbled with it in the past, but but we're really going to after the holidays. You'll see. So I hear you already picked up an endorsement from Gil Christ too. Uh, uh, Gil, no, I picked up Gil Christ off the floor. There's a difference. <laughs> Oh, by the way, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. About the only thing left of this show I can remember. Uh, if you want to join in the conversation here, either by uh, phone call, you can ring our bell and we'll be happy to answer. Or you can shoot us a text at that very same number. You can send us a tweet at Taxi Stand Hour. Oh, and Ed, what else can they do? You call from a payphone, you may call collect. Yay! And the new year will also be introducing carrier pigeon service, homing pigeons. So, well, uh, that sounds kind of crappy. And once the weather weather clears up, smoke signals. Ooh. Hmm. Okay. What else you got there? Oh my goodness, I got I got stuff. But I gotta you move got here. stuff. So. Here's what we're going to get into a little bit. Uh, once again, our boy, what'd you call him? Buckethead? Sean Hannity? Yeah. Buckethead. I'm... That goes up... back a little ways as far as a nickname for him. I picked up this piece of audio from uh, AOC. My cutie. And uh, by the way, as a side note, somebody a couple weeks ago said, oh, you're going to let a bartender make decisions for you? Half of the people in this Congress started out with low-paying, you know, blah, blah, kind of jobs. So, you know. Anyway, as I've always said, as I've always said, the people that should be solving the world's problems are too busy cutting hair, tending bar, and driving taxis. We just don't have time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Hannity is talking to this Seth Barron, who I don't really know who he is or what the hell he's talking about. Um, but I'm going to play this. It is about a minute. We're going to then we'll come back and talk to it, about it on the other side. We're connoisseurs of irony on the show. But if you claim to care about the environment, you think that the little piece of America you're responsible for, that you represent in the Congress, would be clean, but hers isn't. Why? Well, uh, part of the reason is because uh, her district is actually one of the least American districts in the country. And by that, I, I don't mean that it's not part of America, but it's occupied by relatively few American citizens. Uh, a very high percentage of, of her district is, in fact, illegal aliens. Um, now, the way they inhabit housing there is such that they live in a lot of illegal spaces like basements and many people live there so they wind up producing a lot of garbage that the landlords don't want thrown out normally so hence you wind up with a lot of garbage on the streets you have illegal food vendors pouring their pig grease into the gutters yeah i mean i worked out there it's it's it can be a little gross um we're connoisseurs of irony on the show but it, it- Fox News, ladies and gentlemen, Fox News, fair and balanced, all the news that fits. So, John, let's let let's let's cover a couple things in that little piece of audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Now, do you know what what district, what area that uh, AOC represents? Why that would be one where Mr. Ed Van Ness no, resides. No, no. Just Sunnyside. I was getting there. Okay. And now who lives there? Mr. Red Van Ness. That would be me, kids and kittens. Literally, I literally live in her district. Now, first off, you got two racist nitwits. Uh, are there a lot of uh, immigrants in this neighborhood? You better believe there are. By the way, I... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but isn't that traditionally a uh, an area where there's been a lot of uh, immigrants dating back into the early 1900s? Every neighborhood in this city has its immigrants. Heck, the neighborhood I'm from used to be Irish and Italian. It's not anymore. These things happen. Mm-hmm. They go in, they're in flux. Mm-hmm. But to make this broad statement, I'm not going to sit here and say who's legal and who's not. Although, honest to goodness, I don't see anybody cowering in fear. I really don't think, you know, I I, I think that's just such a, a, a racist generalization. Of mm-hmm. look, you can see, you can walk two blocks from where I'm sitting right now, kids. Uh, although although the radio TFI uh, broadcast tower does block out the light for 98 percent of the neighborhood, but when that sliver of sunlight hits these fine, hardworking people. In all seriousness, you walk two blocks from here up to Queens Boulevard. You've got the number seven train. You've got bus lines that all converge two blocks from me. And you see a mass of humanity. You see them all. Pick a type of person. Whatever. Whatever the dimensions, the size, the color, they're there. So, I mean, this, this neighborhood is very much a melting pot, this area. But what's really getting me are two things in, uh, in ascending order. The, 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 the landlords won't let them throw out garbage in the traditional manner. I hate to break this to you, Mr. Barron, but the New York Department of Sanitation, New York's strongest, by the way. You've got New York's finest, New York's bravest. The, the garbage men are New York's boldest. Strongest. Corrections Department of the Boldest. But anyway, they're not coming out with a scale. And, and they're not uh, measuring. They don't have the uh, uh, the electronic scanners, you know, to scan a, a bar on a garbage can and say, oh, oh, this building put out just a little too much trash this week. You put it out in the bag, they're going to take it. Nobody cares where it's coming from. It's ludicrous. It's such. It's one of these harebrained Fox News ideas that they're not allowed to throw out their garbage. And then to say something like pig, they're pouring pig grease into the streets. That That is just on just the sentence itself. That conglomeration of words coming from anybody is idiotic on its best day. I promise you, I've been all around this neighborhood. I've been around it in the summer. I've been on, you know, touring around, walking around, doing my grocery shopping and running my errands. I can promise you this. I've yet to see anybody pouring any type of hot liquid out into the street. There's no stand. There are no food stands out here in this neighborhood. There's one. There's one guy on the corner that I'm aware of. And I do believe he has a license and a permit. 
uh, on the corner of Queens Boulevard. But this nitwit makes it sound like every 10 feet, there's somebody with an illegal uh, food cart cooking and, 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 and pouring all the contents into the New York City sewer system, which we know is pristine. And uh, they're still trying to look for, uh, for Ed Norton down there. They, uh... <laughs> so that, that is comments I take to heart because this is where I call home now. And I look, it's not a it's not an up upper rent neighborhood, but it's a pleasant neighborhood. It's a pleasant area. It's everything you need here. When I'm out walking, even at night, I don't feel I, I, I feel no fear. I'm not concerned about, you know, uh my safety any more than I should be walking anywhere. And to have these two white nitwits I mean, it's just it just blows my mind to even say these kind of things. You know, what happened? Did you see once somebody throw a hot dog into the street and now you believe that it's all pig pig grease? <laughs> I'm tapping out. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, he, he painted one picture as far as everybody throwing their garbage out on the on their street. Uh, now, I've only been to New York City twice. No, no, no. John, John, I got to stop you. He said they're not allowed to throw their garbage out. The landlords won't let them. Okay, but if I understand what you were saying correctly, uh, the garbage, it isn't like uh, sanitation is saying, well, this garbage came from this particular residence. This garbage came from this particular residence. They don't care. Yeah, doesn't... uh, Now, I remember... Being in Manhattan late at night, uh, like maybe two, three o'clock in the morning. First off, I was amazed by how the fact that the city really doesn't sleep. It does not. But the, other, the, um, the other thing that caught me by a little surprise is, is that all the businesses in Manhattan, all you know, they they throw their garbage out on the corner, basically, and that's how it was picked up. I assumed. Am I wrong in that assumption, or what? No, depending on the business and the setup, they either uh, it, it'll generally go out in front of the business, or if they have a loading dock, or you know, it, it really depends on the situation. Some of them mm-hmm. have dumpsters down a side alley, or you know, again, it all depends. But at the time of night you're talking about, two, three o'clock in the morning, two, three o'clock in the afternoon, to be quite honest, it's not unusual <laughs> to see stacks of garbage. But then again, the restaurants and the businesses know basically what time. The trucks are coming by now a lot of them use private sanitation companies private waste mm-hmm. haulers so it's not always the it's not always the city guys but that being said uh you know they're going to take whatever they can take and they don't care they're not sorting through it the only thing you might see them do they want we have to use two different types of bags here you have to use a clear bag for your recyclables i can't say that mm-hmm. word Recyclables. That's the one. That's the <laughs> word. And uh, any other dark bag, non-see-through, for your trash, for the rest of your trash. Mm-hmm. They won't touch the, the, the clear bags because that's not what they're taking. Other than that, uh, you know, they're not really going to refuse anything. We don't care where it came from. Like, Just get it out of here. Put it on the street. Look, I could take a bag of trash and walk it down. 
uh, two blocks from here. Uh, we happen to have we we have trash pickups on Wednesday and Saturday mornings. Oh, mm-hmm. wait a minute, I'm gonna be late for the trash. See ya. And uh, you know, it's not when I lived in Manhattan. You just put it out, and it was collected every day. And we didn't know when it was collected. We just put it out every day. Now we put mm-hmm. it out, you know, when it's due to be collected. And uh, yesterday was Friday night, uh, late Friday afternoon. You started seeing piles of trash outside. They're going to be gone by today. After 4 p.m., you can put your trash out. That's the rule. After 4 p.m., huh? After 4 p.m. Well, they don't want people throwing it out and let it sit there for three days either. Right. Um, so to sit, and, and again, it's. Are there some people that are pigs? Yeah, you're going to find that in every area, every neighborhood. Go to the most wealthy neighborhoods in the world, and you're going to find pigs. It's going to, well, I mean, sloppy people, not pigs for grease. It's just so, they're not talking to people on the East Coast or the West Coast. They're talking to to the nitwits that go pay money to attend a Trump rally. That's who they're talking to. They are reinforcing the idea. Like I said in the tweet that I sent about this, they're just reinforcing the stereotypes that people have about East and West Coast. Tapping out. Yeah. Well, again, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. If you want to join us live in the conversation, come and ring our bell. You can actually hear your own, hear the phone ringing right over the, uh, right over the airwaves here. We don't oh, screen the calls. I figured out a way not to do that, too. We'll talk about that later. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, buddy. Okay. Um, let me, let me take a, Hard U-turn here real quick, if you don't mind. Emergency bat turn. Damn it, I got to get that piece of audio. <laughs> okay, going back to uh, going back to the big U here, if you would. Um, you mean me? No, you, as in the... I actually saw an Uber driver, by the way, flying his Uber sticker upside down. I wonder if we're not starting to protest a little bit no, here. He was, he was in distress. He's under attack. He's under attack. Good Lord. Fly the flag upside down. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Apparently, in a lawsuit filed in Illinois federal court, Ahmed Youssef said he faced retaliation after participating in an October 2018 protest urging Uber and rival uh, rideshare company Lyft to limit the number of their drivers on the road. So what he's claiming is that uh, somehow his mug was, uh, somehow Uber discovered that he was um, protesting, at least this is what he says, Uber was protesting, and so they can't, first off, uh, they canned him off of Uber X. And then apparently six months after that, they canned him uh, off of the uh, luxury uh, service, whatever that is. Um, uh, da, 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 he, oh, from the luxury black service, I guess yeah. it is. It doesn't exist this, most places, but anymore. Anyway, that? nothing, nothing. I, I interrupted. Oh. Okay. Uh Apparently, this knucklehead 
uh, paid $75,000 for a Lincoln Navigator to put on the street uh, with their uh, black car service. And, hmm. First off, that was stupid in its own right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I could have put five five minivans on the road. Exactly. Uh, so apparently, Uber is uh, striking back now. Here's here's the thing. I I have a hard time believing uh, believing that story, or that there's not more to it than that. Only because, okay, look at how many Uber drivers outright complain about Uber on social media all the time. They tag Uber and Lyft on Twitter. And to my knowledge, they haven't retaliated against any of them for that. I mean, there are, if, if there are drivers that are constantly complaining complaining about the rate of pay and they're complaining about uh, or uh, uh, protesting in, in support of uh, uh, minimum wage for for the drivers and what have you uh, I haven't seen one of them canned yet because of that so uh, who knows who knows if there's any truth in this or not? But uh, well, let's let's start with let, let's play let's play make believe court here. So okay, I'm the, I'm the judge and you're Mr. Youssef. Mr. Youssef, uh, you claim you were fired by Uber. Is that correct, sir? Well, well yeah. Let's not do that, John. Just but why? It's fun. <laughs> You claim your claim is you were fired by Uber. Is that correct, Mr. Youssef? Oh, uh, yeah. Right, fine. It's going to be like that. Okay. All righty. All right, Mr. Youssef, can you show me documentation of when Uber hired you? Well, well see, Your Honor, it, it, it's right here. You know what? I, I'm just going to get to my point. And, and just leave you, <laughs> you don't want to play nice today. So anyway, when do I want to play nice? You've had better days than this. And I don't think Baby Oliver is the most cranky person in the house right now. But anyway, <laughs> so the judge will, will go to Mr. Youssef and, uh, okay, can you prove, document for me when you were hired by Uber? Well, long story short, he was never hired by Uber. He can't be fired by Uber. He can be denied access to the platform, which you agree to in the voluminous terms of service. Now, if you want to fight them on that, why why go ahead? Because Uber's got lawyers sitting on retainer. They make more on retainer than you'll make in 10 years, especially as an Uber driver. And uh, you're not an employee. That's first and foremost. Yes, I agree with you, John. That story's got a lot missing. There's a lot missing there. Can Uber be uh, really uh, douchey to its uh, people? Absolutely. There's no question about it. They'll just shut you off and that's it. You never hear a word from them again. Uh, And yes, you're a nitwit if you paid $75,000. Good Lord, are you ever. In that business, you don't buy something you can't use 
because by now you must have heard story upon story of guys going out doing their thing next thing you know some wise ass 18 year old decides i didn't like i didn't like uh, the color of his seats calls uber and says oh he uh he was drunk and almost ran over my service animal and and, and i'm a black portuguese woman you know uh and next thing you know you're off the drunk. platform Today my mom got out of prison. I gotta get that song. No, I don't. No, I don't. But oh, I'll find it for you. No, I don't, actually, I don't want. I don't need it. I don't need it. But okay. So, so yeah, you're an idiot for doing that. And when it comes to Uber and Lyft, well, I mean, we're circling the drain now. Yes, it's taking a little longer than I thought, but we're certainly circling the drain. But especially at this point. Don't spend a penny on a car unless you have use for that car outside of Uber Lyft. Because because that, they just assume cut you loose is oh oh you mm. wanna act up? Fine. We got we got a hundred other idiots waiting to come in and pay to to use their car. Because you're losing money on it. You're not making any money on it. Uh Uber's making well, they they're turning I don't wouldn't say they're turning a profit, but they're making more than you are off these rides. Yes, they are. By the way, there's uh, uh, there's a story, and I I don't I don't I think it's called business in business uh, business insider uh, came up with this. Apparently, the uh, Uber and Lyft are now playing chicken with each other when it comes to uh, the idea of raising prices. Uh, both companies, uh, it said in business. Uh, business insider uh, both companies need to raise prices and wean their customers off of coupons that help them grow to market share in past years if they ever want to turn a profit uh lyft said last week that it tried to cut back on coupons but didn't see it matched by uber so uh, now of course we've already noticed this that the, the customers are paying more and more. It's getting to the point now where uh, there are cab companies who charge uh, less per mile uh, than Uber or Lyft for that matter. So it's just, you know, they're just very great, you know, and I think that a couple of schmoes that, uh, that drive cab or, uh, you, you know, in your case, used to drive cab uh, for a living, but they're saying, you know, they're now, that's what we've been saying all along. That it's sure. just going to be a matter of time. It's a race to the bottom. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, anybody, anybody that had any kind of experience in this business when this whole thing started, we saw all this coming once we saw and again when i refer to uber i mean all of these companies exactly as the, as the umbrella term so when uber came in and fought every piece of regulation that needed to be attached to it most importantly the uh the real background checks and the fingerprinting when they resisted and they were willing to spend a lot of money a lot of money to make sure that that didn't happen. Uh, that was the flag right there. At the time, as it was all going on, we were all pointing out to the powers that be, look at, here's what they're trying to do here, here's what they're trying to do there. Here's the reason we do things the way we do them. 
you you talk a good game, and I, I will speak directly to the Broward County Commission, specifically my boy Chip Lamarca, who's now a state senator uh, in Tallahassee. I believe he got Matt Gates's old seat. Matt, Matt Getz, the nitwit on the committees now. Maybe it wasn't his seat. Anyway, I'm, ta- I'm speaking directly to you people, okay? It was laid out to you by numerous, numerous groups and uh, people with experience and blah, blah, blah. The very people you brought in to get this information from about what Uber was trying to do and what, where it was going to go. This has been nothing but a disaster for everybody involved. Okay, I'm not going get, to get off too much on a tangent on that because I, I, we've spoken about that quite a lot. But now it's coming home to roost. And, and, and oh, there's a couple of airports. There's a Sky Harbor, Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix. Uh, Super Shuttle's pulling out of there. They can't mm-hmm. compete. Near, they can't compete. They're also pulling out of L.A. I think it was LAX. And, uh, oh, they're not in Minnesota, too, by the way. They pulled out? Yeah. Okay, well, there's another business that's hurting, and uh, say what you will. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna do a shuttle system, if I'm gonna ride in a shuttle. I'd rather do it something where I'm comfortable, as opposed to getting into somebody's Prius with three other people with bags. You know, it's so. I don't know where was I. Oh, I've, I'm lost. Uh, you're lost. Yes. That's where you are. <laughs> I've seen this place before, but make no mistake, I am lost. We were talking about Uber, and well, oh, oh, Mister Youssef and his—he uh, doesn't have a case. Whether he did something or not, who knows? Doesn't matter. He's not an employee. You can't sue. You can't strike. You can't do anything if you're not not an employee. So you know, and unfortunately, I don't know if it's a lot of these drivers don't know that or just can't get it through their thick skull. Uber will never tell you that they hired you. Never. There's not that word no. does not exist. They will tell you they will welcome you to the platform. Uh, welcome to the to the community. You're part of this. You're part of that. At no point ever will you be referred to as a uh, as a uh, employee. If you haven't filled out what is it? Is it the W two or the W four form? If you haven't held uh, filled out the withholding tax form, you ain't no employee. Exactly. Oh, and meanwhile, just in this last week, as I was collecting uh, stories, I run across four different stories uh, in different cities of uh, uh, Uber and or Lyft drivers who are uh, uh, being charged with uh, various uh, sexual crimes. I'm not going to go in go into them in length because we could do a whole show. Uh, specifically on uh, sexual misconduct uh, by Uber and Lyft drivers. Serious. I don't want to do that. I got one uh, here in... uh, Please don't make me do that. (laughs) Make you do what? Do a show about Lyft sexual... uh, Uber sexual... Ew. Okay, well... I need a shower. I'll be back. Okay, uh, but apparently uh, there was one reported by NewJersey.com. Uh, there was one reported by, uh, it looks like, in Oklahoma City, another one in Anchorage, and another one in St. Louis. So, no, you know, it's just, it's just the same cycle. Uh, Uber can uh, put all their little safety features that they want, the little 911 button. Oh, that, uh, oh wait a minute. Are you talking about the, the two-page newspaper ads that they were putting out? 
Oh, those two? Yeah, I forgot oh, about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, oh, we we do this so that the for, it's for the rider and the driver. Baloney! No other company on the planet has to have a mechanism, an alert button, a panic button for your, well, it's not employee, but it, you're telling me there's a chance that the guy driving you, who, by the way, we don't really know if that's the guy that's supposed to be there. If he tries something, you can push this button and presuming you have cell service and our people are answering the phones, our robots aren't off getting an oil change. By the, <laughs> by the way, kids, it's all bots. If you think there's real people on the other end of these lines, you are batshit crazy. And the people that do answer are reading off a script. I promise you, I've experienced it. But yes, this is the company that I feel safe and secure with. They won't accept any responsibility. Okay? And, uh, yeah, yeah, the, t- the two-page ads. Oh, by the way, on, on a completely, you want to talk about, about a, 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 a U-turn. I'm about to make a U-turn and go through the guardrail off the cliff. Are you ready for this one? <laughs> Basically. Picture the car coming down, rolling down the cliff. I saw this on the news yesterday, or I saw it on Twitter, actually, and uh, it, it just popped in my head. Tom Joyner, who long, long reigned in the uh, urban radio market, 50 years, he finally retired, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Tom, Tom Joyner morning show. For about eight years, he split his time doing, uh, he, he did a morning show in Dallas and an afternoon show in Chicago. Every day he was on a plane. Uh and that's how, but he was big and syndicated. And so after 50 years, yes, yesterday was his final show. And we say, hey, good for you, Tom. You know, but you know what that means, John? You know what that means? What's that mean? It's wide open for us now. Oh, baby. We're just waiting for the phone call. We need you to replace Tom Joyner. We are, we're here. We're waiting for the phone call. By the way, good luck, Tom Joyner. I listened to him a few times. It was, uh, you know, look, the man lasted 50 years on the radio. There's nothing I can say to to either boost or diminish, and nor would I want to diminish anything he's, he's said or done. So, anyway, uh, I'm going to oh. steer this puppy back to where I was going earlier because I don't want to run out of time. Okay. Uh, Representative Eric Swal- Swalwell at the judicial hearings this week. Uh he had a couple of good uh, moments. I, I chose this one. One of the things that the Republicans have been saying quite a lot of is uh, uh, these are disputed facts. Everything's a disputed fact. Well, I mean everything, even stuff that has plainly been, okay, this is what happened. It came out of Dimwit's mouth himself, okay? I, I could do an hour just on Castor, the Republican counsel, on how he didn't answer questions. And by the way, they're they're not attacking. Uh, all, all they're trying to do is smear people now and gum up the works. But but that's neither here nor there. Listen to Representative Swalwell, uh, especially the one particular Republican he was talking to. We'll, we'll talk about it on the other side. But I want to hear someone dispute the fact that Rudy Giuliani was Donald Trump's personal lawyer. I want to hear someone dispute the fact that when Rudy was hired, the anti-corruption ambassador, Marie Ivanovich, 
was fired. I want to hear someone dispute the fact that Donald Trump told Vice President Pence to not go to President Zelensky's inauguration. I want to hear someone dispute the fact that President Trump ignored the talking points about anti-corruption in his both April 21 and July 25 calls with President Zelensky. Well, gentlemen, I want to hear someone dispute the facts that President Trump invoked his political rival's name four times on that July 25 call. I want to hear someone dispute the facts that the president's chief of staff said, we are withholding the military aid because the Ukrainians need to investigate 2016. Not I, we. We, as in Mick Mulvaney and Donald Trump. I want to hear someone dispute the facts that Ambassador Sondland said that a White House meeting absolutely quid pro quo conditioned on the investigations. I also listened to your witness, Professor Turley, and he said President Trump's call was anything but perfect. That was your witness who said it was anything but perfect. I want to see a show of hands on your side. Does anyone agree with the one witness that you were able to bring that that call was anything but perfect? That is sad. And you will regret that you have sanctioned this. And I yield back. I want to have his child. <laughs> it's a very, oh. but it, it's in all seriousness, it's a very interesting moment. He makes some of the best points I've seen so far in this whole cockamamie mess. Uh, I, I've been watching this, and no matter, it's I find it sad that supporters and it's okay if you want to support trump that's by all means that's your god-given right i will fight to the death to, to let you be wrong uh, but things that have been proved things that oh the, the republicans are now just going after uh, the witnesses they're going after the process uh and it's said and somebody needs to punch jim jordan in the throat a to shut him up and b to shut him up for good uh, I don't mean dead good, just not being able to talk good. Uh, he is just, it's its an embarrassment. Did this need to go this far? Absol- my opinion, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, but I think we also know Trump's never going to, if he would, if they would have tried to censure that means Trump has to admit he did something wrong, mm-hmm. which then sets up the, you know, he's he's not going to do that. He's well, never going to do never that. Happen, so. No, of course not. So I've got one more piece of audio to play, which kind of plays into this, but not really. Uh, last week, I believe it was or sometime this week, I don't have the dates in front of me. Uh, in Houston, Texas, a police officer was shot and killed by uh, by a boyfriend of a, a, a was a gentleman was assaulting his girlfriend and he got his hands on a weapon and well anyway this is you're going to hear uh this is from cnn and the the voice you're going to hear mainly is police chief uh art Acevedo, and uh we took a lot we we chopped a lot of the cnn stuff out of this i thought it was important just to mainly hear the chief speak so we'll talk again we'll talk about this a little bit more on the other side will be putting him to rest before Christmas 
because of the cowardice of the political people that we have in office. Fighting words from Houston Police Chief Art Acevedo and a blistering message to Republican lawmakers. So I don't want to see their little smug faces about how much they care about law enforcement when I'm bearing a sergeant because they don't want to piss off the NRA. Make up your minds. Whose side are you on? Gun manufacturers, the gun lobby, or the children are getting gunned down in this country every single day. Sergeant Chris Brewster was shot and killed Saturday while responding to a 911 call from a woman who said her boyfriend was armed and assaulting her. Arturo Solis was arrested and charged with capital murder. But Acevedo slammed GOP lawmakers for failing to reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act, which stalled in the Senate. One of the biggest reasons that the Senate and Mitch McConnell and John Cornyn and Ted Cruz and others are not getting into a room and having a conference committee with the House and getting the Violence Against Women's Act is because the NRA doesn't like the fact that we want to take firearms out of the hands of boyfriends that abuse their girlfriends. And who killed our sergeant? A boyfriend abusing his girlfriend. Brewster was the 13th police officer killed in the line of duty in Texas this year. Too many for Acevedo. If you can't figure out why I'm pissed, shame on you. A 32-year-old man should not be dead. And it's not just him. It's every day in this country. Houston Police Chief Art Acevedo. Uh, I cut out some things for for time on that. And one one of the things I cut out was the responses from uh, John Corbin, Ted Cruz, and uh, whichever other idiot he mentioned. McConnell. McConnell, yeah. Because, well, Cruz and uh, Corbin said, oh, this this guy is just doing this for his own political aspirations. Because he had, he wants to run. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, uh, say what you will about whatever color shirt you're wearing right now. If we have people dying out there, people are dying. It needs to stop. If passing common sense regulation saves one life. Keep in mind, if it saves one life, it's worth it. And always remember, that one life could be you. Or your wife, or your kid, or somebody close to you. It doesn't just happen somewhere else. Everything that you think can happen somewhere else, someday, if it hasn't happened to you already, someday, something will happen to you where you go, Holy crap! I thought that only happened to other people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm living proof. I'm here to tell you. We've talked about the whole being dead thing, and you know, I never thought I would go through what I went through, and yet I did. Same thing with uh, legislation and all this kind of thing, and the fact that we got people in there that are so far up the NRAs. Uh, I think that's the A in NRA is asshole. <laughs> and just to be clear, remember, for the most part, it's not the membership. It's not the members of the NRA. It's leadership. It's leadership. It is most 
Fontaine. Yeah. Wayne Wayne LaPierre. Oh, is it? Oh. Wayne LaPierre. LaPierre. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for that correction, sir. You're absolutely. Well, I'd do it anyway. But I'm glad you appreciate it. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't even mean to chuckle because this is a very serious subject uh but it's it's not to be unexpected you know it, you're right these uh these lawmakers who are definitely um uh, feeding off the nra's teat if you will uh it is it is horrible i mean and don't get me wrong i understand uh, i understand the the general purpose what what should be the the purpose of the nra uh, but it's gotten so bastardized over the years because everybody's so afraid hey we're coming after your guns we're coming after your guns yeah like i said nobody is coming after law-abiding citizens who wish to own a firearm nobody by the way, by the and, way you, you know who's going to come after your guns don't you when Trump gets his uh, way, when Trump gets his way and becomes dictator for life, mm-hmm. that's who's coming for your guns because he doesn't want you to rise up against them. Yeah, this is a very good point. Thank you. Um, I'm having a day. You are having a day. That you are. You are carry. You are carrying that football like uh, OJ Simpson. Ooh, football! Oh. I can't wait to get the football. I know you can't. Oh, kids and kittens, boys and girls. Just to divert for a second. (laughs) Okay. He couldn't be happier if AOC was giving him a lap dance right now, folks. No, no, I could not. No, I could not. I, uh, I, am, I am positively giddy, and we'll get into all that on the other side of the uh, of the wall. If you in hour in hour number two of the taxi stand hour, singular right here on Radio T the singular taxi stand hour. Yeah, we exactly. have an hour. We have an hour too, because mm-hmm. because one hour just cannot contain all this mirth and merriment. All this good information, all of this fine, fine. What is it we call it? We need a we need a phrase for it. What is it? Uh, oh, I know. How about this? Big time professional radio. Yes, indeed. I th- I think we've landed on something there. <laughs> I don't know what it is we landed on. But <laughs> it was soft and steamy. That's all I know. Yeah, all exactly. I- Hey, listen. Uh, yes, uh, we want to. We want to send out a congratulations. Uh, do we? To, uh, yeah, we do. To uh, okay. uh, Greta, uh, to Greta Thunberg. Oh, oh, yes. Let's talk about that. Time Magazine's Person of the Year. God bless you. And guess who had a pity <laughs> tantrum over that? He acted like a 16-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, there are going to be some 16-year-old girls gunning for you now. Uh, no, no, they're not. I don't <laughs> exist to 16-year-old girls. I'm. Uh... Anyway, yes, yes. If you haven't seen the tweet. John, do you have the tweet in front of you? Oh, uh, the tweet that... Uh... 
old uh, Ducky Donald uh, came up with. Well, if you don't have it, if you haven't seen it. Okay. I do have it, actually. So ridiculous. Greta must work on her anger management problem. Then go to a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Greta. Chill. What a hate Yeah. Since what's the last time we uh, actually gave Donald Trump a tweet of the week? It's not for him. But do you know what? Do you know what Greta then did? Oh, I I think that she changed her Twitter profile. If I if I'm not mistaken, she changed her twin Twitter profile to read, and I'm going off the top of my head here. uh, An angry teenager work or a teenager working on her anger and. Anger management issues while chilling at the movies with a friend. Something like that. She threw it right back at him. Mm-hmm. You know, she, he's a puss. He's a puss. Well, he's upset, A, not only that he wasn't named Person of the Year, but B, that... Oh, by the way, and where's Melania, which would be best? You got all bent out of shape a week or so ago when somebody offhandedly mentioned Barron's name. Not even in a bad way, just as part of a, a, a benign joke. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you up here yelling and screaming at that nitwit? Well, I know you're not in a bed with him. You haven't been for at least 13 years or 12 years. How old is Baron? And he had nine months. Uh, anyway. <laughs> but where where's the B-Best? Where's the compassion for, for her? That your husband, the biggest B-Bully on the planet. This is exactly what you proclaim to be fighting against start with the nitwit that you're married to start right there come out in public and say my husband's a fucking moron hold on a second you are fined one credit for a violation of the verbal morality statute come out and say something no you're sitting there you're waiting to make your break and go over the over the wall in the rose garden and to show the mexicans how it's done how to go over the wall She's wait, she's biding her time when she can divorce this windbag and collect her money. I promise you she's got a, an agreement signed somewhere that says she can't leave while he's still in public office or yada, yada, yada. It costs mm-hmm. her a lot of money. Honey, if I was you, but no, we already know where, where you butter your bread. Okay? It's all over his face, apparently. But... Hey, before, before we end this... Uh this first uh, hour of the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. And lest we not forget uh, SoundCloud. No. Uh, I want to end this I want to end this little segment on some good news. Uh, the FCC has approved a new three-digit number. Yes. 988 as the US Suicide Prevention Hotline. Yeah, buddy. What what a what a great what a great idea. That's how happy I am about it. Yeah, absolutely. Really uh I'm looking I'm looking really quick when it's uh, going to go into effect apparently. Uh sooner the better. Oh goodness, I just saw this too. But anyways, coming coming to a city near you. Um eventually 988 is going to be the uh, the new suicide prevention hotline, uh, as I assume, nationwide. Um, right now, by the way, the uh, suicide prevention hotline, uh, lifeline, excuse me, uses a 10-digit number. 
800-273-TALK. So with that, bit of good news. I think it's time to say goodbye for the first uh, segment of the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. We'll see you on the other side. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Manamana. 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 in now yes you are (laughs) i love that god (laughs) that was fabulous now wasn't that from sesame street originally uh actually originally you're gonna love this originally it's from a a, a either swedish or italian porno movie swedish (laughs) seriously Jim Henson. Jim Henson. Fa- I, I, I've seen the clip of what it's from. There's no actual stuff going on, but uh, it's about eight women in a sauna with towels around them. But anyway, uh, but Jim Jim Henson 
appropriated the song. They've done it on Sesame Street a bunch of times. They did it on The Muppet Show uh, at least three times. The Muppets came back with a show called Muppets Tonight, and there's a great little bit with Sandra Bullock. Kermit comes in, and she's a psychiatrist, and he says, well, doctor, every time I hear, I say the word phenomena, and they do it with phenomena. Mm-hmm. And and this this particular version was from the movie they put out a couple of years ago. Uh, so and this this was so I get a nice clean version of it. Everybody loves Manamana. Oh yes, absolutely. See, see, my kids and kittens. Here's what you don't know: John got up and bolted out of his seat. See, because I don't tell him what I'm playing. He doesn't know what's coming on. It could be a, a Mr. Mouse bit. It could be. It could be literally anything and i don't tell him what it's going to be because i like to see the surprise look on his face either of hey i like this and i know this or what the hell is this pretty much pretty much and <laughs> it's, it's usually one or the other and you know i uh if 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 i'm if i feel that he needs a you know just a nice little easy one i'll put a mr mouse on there and uh and then i this dawned on me a couple of days oh man Manamana, this would be great. So this is going to be part of the permanent rotation now. But anyway, John, do your thing. Welcome the people back. Oh, oh, okay. You're ready for that now. Hi, hey, well, welcome back now to the second hour of the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI from the Northern Union Center where it's still snowing in Egan, Minnesota. I'm John Shannon, and over there behind the controls going manamana, it's Mr. Ed Van Ness. Howdy. Manamana. You you didn't you didn't tell the fine folks that when I heard that when I walked back into, oh, into the Oh, dancing yeah. like a fool. Dancing like I, a oh fool. Oh my god. Oh yes. I'd never seen never seen this old body move that uh, <laughs> I me, mean I was hearing hearing the joints cracking as I was doing it. <laughs> not a pretty picture. Not a pretty picture. And this is from a guy but it was well worth it. <laughs> well worth it. Well here, we'll give we'll give you a little just a little. <laughs> All right, he threw something and uh <laughs> Oh, John, my John, John, I have a question for you. What yeah, are we? Yes, do- what are we? What are we doing this hour? What are we doing this hour? Well, we're doing our normal Tom uh, Tom foolery here. For instance, like we, what, what exactly are we doing this hour? Exactly. Oh, I, I don't know. Well, geez, well, well, why don't you tell are, me? Are we going to do football picks? Well, of course, we're going to do football picks. <laughs> Guess who can't oh. wait for the football picks? Oh, I know you you can't wait. <laughs> but in the interim, but let's rush through this nonsense. <laughs> oh, and I planned it out nice and long. We we might have thirty seconds to do the pick by the time we're done with this. <laughs> I would not be surprised, Maestro. Whenever you're oh. ready, rock and roll. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine, a look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon. 
it's that time uh, again there, folks, here on Radio TFI and on the Taxi Stand Hour right here, where we're going into Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine. A look ahead into the past. Hey, he got it! Hey, hallelujah! Oh my God, this is crazy! This is cuckoo! <laughs> I'm nuts! Did you ever think this day would come? <sighs> Look, I, I've become very good at waiting for things not to come. <laughs> oh, God, that could go so many different directions with that. No, no, no. It usually just goes the one direction up. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we got we got a few here to cover, but I've, I've done a little organizing here, so hopefully this won't sound like a complete cluster bomb here. Oh, and we will get through the we will get through this as best possible. I have complete faith in you that it will sound like a complete. Uh... Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so now we're going forward from tomorrow, which is December sixteenth or fifteenth, excuse me. Uh, so on the fifteenth, we uh, are commemorating the births of uh, Tim Conway, who was born in nineteen thirty-three, and. Uh, Mr. Mouse's father, Walt Disney, who was born in 1966. Unfortunately, they uh, both have uh, left uh, this. Oops, excuse me. You know what? I already screwed it up. Born on uh, this date in 1933, Tim Conway, who left us in 2019. Uh, Mr. Walt Disney was born in 1901, uh, left us in 1966. By the way, also on this uh, date, December 15th of uh, 1978, uh, President Jimmy Carter announces that the United States will recognize the People's Republic of China and sever diplomatic relationships relationships with uh, Taiwan. They're not going to be in a relationship with Taiwan anymore. There you go. You I, just, bastard. I just realized I've been on mute for the past couple of minutes. I thought this show was a little better. <laughs> at least I, I at least I know Walt Disney wasn't born in 1966. Well, this is a good point. Remember, I couldn't speak, but I could hear. <laughs> All right. Well, so now going on to December 16th, uh, William Perry, the fridge, the fridge. Rich is celebrating a birthday, his 57th birthday, born uh, December 16th of 1962. I have a question for you, sir. Yes. What did William the Refrigerator Perry do that Walter Payton did not? Uh, perform at a WrestleMania? Score a touchdown in a Super Bowl. <laughs> no, it's it's funny. There we, you know, we're taking this. Uh, we're we're at the source of uh, these birthdays. Uh, lists uh, William Perry as an American football player and wrestler. They know what they know. <laughs> William Perry prov- performed in one WrestleMania. It was an off-the-wall battle royal at the. Wait, wait, wait. But let's go back to the little factoid I dropped on you. Yeah, he scored. He he was when it was uh, f- for sure victory for the Bears. What was it, the eighty-five? Yeah, it was eighty-five. Yeah. They clobbered. They clobbered the Patriots. 
God, I wish somebody clobber the Patriots again. Yeah, you know why the Bears didn't have a perfect season, right? Mm-hmm. Because they had to go through Miami. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Also on September 16th, uh, we lost uh, singing legend Ray Price. Oh. Uh, December of uh, 2013. He just passed uh, rather recently, actually, 2013. Uh, in uh, December 16th, Libya joined four other uh, nations in 1979 by raising uh, crude oil prices, which had an immediate uh, effect on the United States, a dramatic effect. Uh, anybody remember gas lines? Sure, I do. I was 20 years old. You know what the baloney about all that is? Is that what? they raise prices one day and the price of the pump goes up the next day. It takes more than 20 minutes to get from the Middle East to your local gas station. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ah. Moving on to uh, December 17th now. We are actually celebrating a couple of birthdays here where uh, Pope Francis turned 80 or turns 83 years old. Ernie Hudson uh, turned 74. Ghostbusters. Yes. And also uh, Eugene Levy will turn 75 years old. Really? Mm-hmm. SCTV. Uh, yeah. We want to also uh, acknowledge the uh, birthday of one uh, Bob, I think it's Guccione. 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 The, uh, Penthouse Magazine. Uh, Penthouse Magazine, who passed away in the, in uh, 2010. But you know you, how you can find his grave, right? Uh, tell me. Just look for the temples sticking up. Oh, good Lord. That was weird. Yes. Send your cards and letters to one Mr. Ed Van Ness, care of Radio TFI. That is correct. Uh, Also uh, born today uh, on on, uh, the 17th was uh, Cal Ripken Sr., who left us in 1999. Okay. uh, Also on December 17th, it was proclaimed uh, Wright Brothers Day. A federal observance, a uh, federal observance by uh, presidential proclamation, and then not too all too long ago, the United States and Cuba reestablished diplomatic relationships after severing them in 1961, and then it didn't take long for Trump to piss in that pool either. Now take a take a breath. Yeah. Feel free to take a breath in between these little things so I can squeeze on in there. Well, go ahead and squeeze. Oh, I got nothing now. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You got to pause a okay. moment, oh, Is that what I got to do? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, we'll, we'll try to do that. Um, moving on to December 18th. Uh, celebrating birthdays, Keith Richards. Who turned 76 years old? He did not. Ah, yes. The man died. The man died 40 years ago. He just doesn't have the sense <laughs> to lie down. Exactly. <laughs> he is the Walking Dead, by the way. <laughs> and he's not grateful for it. No, not at all. 
turning uh, 73 uh, years old this next week on the 18th, Steven Spielberg. Really? Yeah. Uh, born in 1954, now Ray Liotta, uh, the consummate uh, tough guy in the uh, film uh, these days. 65 years old. By the way, big proponent of Chantix. You've seen him doing the ads? Yes, I have seen those I am, ads. I, that's exactly what got me um, got me off the weed. There you go. Whoa. Uh, also uh, born on December 18th, turning 56 years old, one Brad Pitt. Yeah, who cares? He ain't all that. He, he ain't all that. The potato chip is Granny Annie would I, say. I don't see it. I don't see what all the fuss about that young man is. Well, you're not of the female gender, so you just not today. Is what it is. Not today. Not today. I think he's got it penciled in for two weeks from yesterday. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Good enough for Bruce Jenner. Good enough for me. There you go. Uh, also born on this date, or on the 18th of uh, 1886, one Ty Cobb. Ooh, the yeah. most the most meanest man in sports. That was the meanest man in sports. Yeah, I remember a couple uh, a couple weeks ago, I had mistaken. Uh, uh, oh, I just mistaken Ty or um, Cy Young rather as yes. the meanest man in sports. But no, it was indeed Ty Cobb. You confuse uh, your side with your tie. <laughs> uh, by the way, Ty Cobb left us in 1961, and I can't. I can't really tell who really misses him since. Not a moment too soon. Uh, yeah, exactly. By the way, you know who else was born on December 18th? Who? My old man. Really? I believe it was the 18th. Him and my cousin Rich. One of them's mm-hmm. the 17th and one of them's the 18th. I can never keep it straight. Well, you've got kind of a good-sized family there, so I understand uh, how that can be well, hard to I've keep got, track of. I've got the similar problem with my younger sister and my other cousin, Bob, Rich's brother. One of them is mm-hmm. September 17th, and one of them is September 18th, and I can never remember which one. Uh, a couple of no- a couple of events to take note of here for Ooh. December 18th. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, now, this I found interesting, and I, I maybe I'm reading more into this than than it should be but apparently John, the united John, states the fact that the fact that you're reading it all is good we need you to read more oh yeah okay well can't say that i'm well read obviously no uh, oh, no but anyways <laughs> in any anyways in 1977 the united states celebrated its first thanksgiving marking the recent victory by American rebels over British General John Bergeron, I guess it is, or Bergeron. 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 Bergeron, is it? Okay. Hold on a second. Uh, I swore I heard you say 1977. Did I? I meant to say 1777. Oh, thank you, because I remember 1977, and I think we're over all <laughs> I don't remember. You'd been celebrating a few Thanksgivings before that. Is that what you're trying to say? Well, I'm just saying I don't remember that particular event happening that Thanksgiving. I was I was 18 years old. I understand. 1787, New Jersey becomes the third state to ratify the U.S. Constitution, 
And on this uh, <laughs> by the way, eight, and, and six months yeah. later, they put up the first turnpike toll booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord, you're killing me! You you're gotta give me, me a second. Buddy. You gotta give me a second. A second? Hell, I gave you five minutes to come in on that one. Go ahead. Uh, and uh, lastly, on this December 18th, uh, in 1892, the premiere performance of the Nutcracker was performed uh, by Tchaikovsky in St. Petersburg, Russia. Tchaikovsky. What did I say? Not that. Okay. Well, well I think I said Tchaikovsky, huh? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> And I remember the nut. I I remember the nutcracker. Do you remember your nuts getting cracked? Is that what uh, you're saying? She was a nasty little thing. Every guy in the neighborhood got their nuts cracked. Ah, uh, there you go. At least she wasn't a Black and Decker Pecker record. Ooh, that's uh, that's a lot of words for you. <laughs> I know, right? You want to take a minute? You want to take a breath? You want? Oh, there it is. There's the breath. <laughs> there it is. Uh, Didn't sound like more than a breath to me. <laughs> Maybe not enough of a breath. Perhaps you enjoyed that a little bit more than we anticipated, sir. <laughs> oh, celebrating birthdays. We're moving on to December 19th now, celebrating uh, her 47th birthday, Alyssa Milano. I love that girl from reasons you yeah. can't even begin to imagine. Oh, yes. I think I've seen those reasons on uh, a couple of videos. I, I, w I will leave you with two words. Teen Steam. Uh-huh. It's a video she did when she was a teenager, a workout video. It's sad. Also celebrating a birthday on uh, December 19th, uh, American uh, baseball player and sportscaster, Al Kaline, who turns 85 years old. Good next God. Week. I first became aware, really, really aware of what a World Series was in 1968 when the Tigers won the World Series. I remember distinctly. It's the first one I really remember paying attention to. Al Kaline and the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, also born on December 19th of 1906, uh, your friend and mine, Leonid, Leonid Brezhnev. Oh, where's my shoe? He's not the one that banged the shoe on the podium. Who was, who was it with the shoe? That was Khrushchev. We've went oh. through this before. Take notes. Brezhnev was the was the map of Russia on his head. No, and Who I know that? you just messed with me. Who was that? That was Gorbachev. Who? Gorbachev. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. But but, um, but the Vikings play in a dome stadium. That we've established. Yes, yes, we have. And so and the Gophers play in the in the same stadium. No, they do not play in sure the same do. stadium. Sure they do. They're both Moving named on. after banks. They're both Moving named on. after banks, but they don't Moving play on. in the same stadium. Moving on. Uh, also on December 19th of 1998, President Bill Clinton is impeached by the United States House of Representatives becoming the second president to be impeached. An embarrassment from all sides. A, for everybody voting down party lines. B, Bubba, you can do better. You could have done better at the time. No uh, no knock on you. Uh, what was her name? I can't think of her really? name. 
Monica Lewinsky. Monica, Monica, you're a lovely person. I watched an interview with her a couple months ago. It's, you know, she's, you know, look, she got caught up in a thing. and uh, But the fact that this was, we weren't talking about national secrets or national security or anything like that. This was a just a bad, bad, it was poor judgment on you- Bubba's part. That's all. Anyway. Well, yeah, he, he got he got nabbed for lying to Congress, which is you know he, he yep. shouldn't lie to Congress do that. about about something that quite frankly was of a no matter what you want to say about it was of a very private matter that should have it, been between him and his wife. It, and that is you're right. I agree with you 100 percent on that. And that should have been the end yeah. of it. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. Going on now to December 20th, uh, where uh, uh, 1973, uh, Bobby Darren was born. What? No. No. Uh, excuse me. Oh, my God. Uh, I got to screw this. Screw that. Let's go backwards on that. Bobby Darren actually passed away in 1973. What a coincidence. Same day he was born in 1973. No, he was born in 1936. He was, he was like a fruit fly. He lasted 24 hours. Pretty much. Uh, also uh, on December 20th. But, by the way, folks, did you see how he just finally learned and he just kind of slid right off it and just let me be, left me standing on the side of the road there? He's finally figured out how to deal with me, but he won't stick to it. Watch. See, because I'm doing it right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Back in 19, excuse me, back in 1803. I remember it well. You, I bet you do. Uh, the Louisiana Purchase com- uh, is completed at a cer- ceremony in uh, in New Orleans, and this country has uh, spent uh, almost two decades trying to get a refund on that one. Now, by the way, would, did we use Apple Pay on that, or was that uh, check cash? Or no, I think we used Bitcoin actually. Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> How close are we to the end of this thing? Uh, pretty close. Okay. Cool. Like I said, we'll have about five minutes for the picks when it's all said and done. Football. Going to be good today. Going to be good. If you were going to tune out, now is not the time. Now is not the time. If you're listening on SoundCloud, just skip ahead a few minutes. Because we're going to... Oh, no, don't skip ahead because I got a little surprise, too, in between this bit and and points so stick around you, you know are what just, just full of surprises aren't you just stay, no matter if you're listening live or or or, or on memorex or on soundcloud or you know you didn't think i get that reference in there did you anyway just stay put patience we've only got 33 ish minutes to go for the whole show and it's going to be good go ahead john Top okay that. In 1985, on December 20th, Pope John Paul II announces institution of World Youth Day. Yay. Well, and, I, and, I don't think and, he was mistaken. And, I, I think he's kind of mistaken. I think that uh, the Catholic Church has been uh, uh, celebrating Youth Day for about the last four centuries, if you the, want my honest opinion, but the, that's neither here nor there. The Catholic Church altering boys for 500 years. Yes, exactly. Oh, and last but not least, on the 20th, uh, 2007, Elizabeth, uh, Queen Elizabeth becomes the oldest monarch of the United Kingdom, surpassing Queen Victoria, who lived yes. for 80 years, 7 months, and 29 days. 
Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. You said that was the last one. No, it was the that was for the twentieth. Oh, good lord! So there is one more day to go here. Oh my god! Now, now stop before you go. I want to say this. I appreciate your your newfound enthusiasm for doing this. And I'm just going to leave it be at that. I'll let you finish it out. Go ahead. Thank uh, you. Move, move it along. We got real stuff to do here. <laughs> we have several birthdays to uh, celebrate for the 21st. No, nobody cares. Uh, uh, Phil Donahue turned 84 years old. Or how's will Mar- turn 34. 84. How, how's Marlo doing? That's all I need to know. There you go. Uh, Jane Fonda turns 82. Yesterday was Friday. It was her day to get arrested. She's been getting arrested every Friday in D.C. Protesting. Oh, you know who got, a, got arrested with her? Who? Sally Field. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Good for her. The flying nun and the flying nut. <laughs> and one bad mother. Anyway, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh turns 71 years old on December 21st. That's another drop I gotta get. Get those mother effing snakes off my mother effing plane. Mm, there you go. In the TV uh, ed- in the TV edited clean version of it, which I watched on regular broadcast TV, and he had to do the dubbing for this. He says, get those Monday to Friday snakes off my Monday to Friday plane. It matches the lip <laughs> movements, but... Moving on. That's one movie I never had the uh, displeasure of seeing, to be honest with you. All right, all right. Hold on a second. What's the name of the movie? Snakes on a Plane. You got it. That's it. You've seen the movie. You don't I, need... I have not seen the movie, but I know no, the I'm reference. No, s- I'm saying that's all you need to know is the title. You you can picture the movie in your own head. Samuel L. Jack. There was a story I read about that. Um, apparently, the original title of the movie was going to be like Flight 39 or something. And uh, Samuel Jackson supposedly, reportedly said, What are you talking about? People won't know what, what they're going to see. It's about snakes on a plane. And that's basically how they changed the title to Snakes on a Plane. Tell the people what they're getting. Moving on. <laughs> uh, turning 62 on the 21st is uh, Ray Romano. Uh, <laughs> I just watched him in The Irishman. Oh, did you? Yeah, he was good. Oh, the fake Uber driver liked that movie, too. I didn't say I liked the movie. I said I liked them. Three, I thought that movie was like three hours long, wasn't oh, it? Good Lord. I, I, I My hair changed color watching it. Mm. And last but not least, as far as birthdays on the 21st, uh, Kiefer Sul- uh, Sutherland. Boy, I've butchered this name before. Kiefer Sutherland. Uh turns 53 years old. We're going to have to get you an assistant reader or something. Yeah, that's about Uh, Well, I tried and you didn't like it. Remember the digitized voice that I was going to use? Oh, no. Oh, no. Hey. Uh, If if he wasn't in the ground for some uh, 400 years, we'd be celebrating uh, Benedict Arnold's birthday. Maybe you would be. On the 21st. And last but not least, finally for this week of the Wayback Machine, in 1937, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the world's first full-length animated feature, premiered at some theater in somewhere 
something, I think it's Carthay Circle Theater, whatever the hell it is. And that's it. That's it. Huh? That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, oh, folks. We got to work out endings for these bits. We we just pretty much come to a stop and walk away from the car. We just hit we just hit the brakes. Now, before we move on to what what is sure to be an award-winning segment that will go down in the annals of history. Uh we're going to lay a little the of history. I see. I didn't say that. I purposely did not. It's the cheap joke. Stay in your lane, man. I'll do the funny stuff. You set them up, I hit them out. Okay? That's that's the deal. Oh. So anyway, next week, uh, Soundtrack Saturday returns, and we're coming back with a bang. You're not going to believe what we're doing next week. And here's a little, here's a little taste of what's coming next week. Take a guess, John. We're going to be celebrating a little bit of James Bond, I take it. Bond. James Bond. 25 opening theme songs. 25, huh? So you're going to go completely with the the opening theme songs, huh? Yep. Well, that is the opening theme song from the very first one, Dr. No. Right. Mm -hmm. And And we go all the way through to uh, Spectre from about four years ago. And uh, some of them are, some of them uh, wound up to be big hits. Others, not so much, but uh, believe me, you'll uh, folks will recognize it. So that's next Saturday at 8 PM Eastern and Pacific time. Soundtrack Saturday returns with the music of James Bond, the hits, the singles and all that good stuff. Now I'm trying to think of the only one that actually made the billboard charts. I'm sure there's probably been more, but uh, oh, there's many more. The, the the one that the one that comes to mind would have been the Spy Who Loved Me. 
Okay. I think Carly Simon did that, if I'm not mistaken. That's that's nobody. Uh, the the name of the song is "Nobody Does It Better." Oh, that's right. Okay, you're but right. But it's from that movie. And uh, while we're sitting here talking about it, now I will give you the. Uh, do 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 do. I wasn't expecting to pull this stuff up, but I will be happy to do it. Do 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 because I got everything sorted out just so I can find it just for moments like this. And I got to dig through folders and. So now, if you want to talk about, and let's hope that this actually plays. So let's see, you want stuff that maybe you might have heard of. In other words, made hit the charts. Uh-huh. So we're going to go with, <clears throat> where'd it go? I'm trying to play this. Which way did it go, George? Which way did it go? Huh. <sighs> I got to get a new computer, kids. It's time. <sighs> Are we going to give this one its proper send-off? Uh, I'll donate it. Like dropping it like dropping it off the top of the radio TFI tower? Any clue yet? Gold member. I mean, finger. finger. <laughs> when you were young and your oh, about this one. Live and let die. Uh-huh. Carly Simon. Nobody does it better from The Spy Who Loved Me. Time high from a title that would never make it today. Octopussy. <laughs> All right. Well, the waiting is over. The 
Duran Duran. Sound, sound. That sounded horribly 80-ish. 90s. 90s? I think it was 90s. Oh, I think early God, 90s. Like, that sounded like an Oingo Boingo. Uh, well, it kind of was. It kind of was. Jesus. Now, by the way, by the speaking of Oingo Boingo, uh, oh, no, never mind. I won't get into that. Uh, all right, so that's that was just to show, John, that, yes, there was more than one hit from the Bond series. So now, oh, what are we doing? Damn it. Oh, this. Sorry, we're out of the time. <laughs> nice. Have a good weekend. Adios. I forgot my script. Hang on. <laughs> it's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John, I'm pounding him into the sand, Shannon and I, will each choose three professional football games and select unis- winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Each of us will be able to swap out one game each week for any reason, as long as it is done before the live show ends. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's... John and Ed versus the spread. <laughs> you piece of crap, you. By the way, there is a subtitle for this week. It is, folks, watch as Mr. Ed Van Ness breaks his arm, patting himself <laughs> on the back. How'd you do this week, John? Tell me how you did. Oh, well, I, I, I don't have any uh, gas on my system right now, so I can't tell you really how I did, but... Uh, <sighs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Come on, John, you can do it. Tell us how Don't you did this week. With me. <laughs> ah, well, John, John, unfortunately, the the only team he won with was his, uh, his sainted, uh, what are they called? Oh, the Vikings. Yeah, that's it. Well, wait <laughs> a minute. You said I was 0-3. I didn't say you the, were 0-3. I didn't on say the card. I said I was three and zero. Oh. oh, and I went what? Oh, one I went two. one and two. John was I? one and two. I went three and zero, oh, which <clears throat> make, right. which makes our winning records our records. John is twenty six and nineteen, and I am. John, you go ahead, say it. You finally, it took you how many weeks to finally catch up to me? Is that what you're saying? Weeks. Fourteen weeks, damn it! But I did it. We're tied now. This is this has been your game right from day one, <laughs> and you have finally, after fourteen weeks, have finally caught me. <laughs> so I ask you now: Do you want a medal or a chest pin it on? Now keep in mind the only game you won, you won on a technicality. We That's both we we both chose uh, the Minnesota Detroit game. I took Detroit. John took Minnesota. The spread was 13 points. The difference at the end of the game was 13 points. So as the real we do here, was Dan Sheridan who picked the game. Right. <laughs> but as we do here, we're fair. We we always roll over, you know, you get the win. A tie equals a win here. So this rare occasion, we both won the same game, although we chose different teams. That's the mm-hmm. only reason John's got a even got one win this week. Otherwise, I'd be right ahead of him. So, John, you, Wilma, you want to try it again? 
Well, really? first off, I'm, I'm kicking myself in the teeth here because you know what I should have done was I should have just. Well, that true that too, but uh, I should have just kind of just stayed even with your picks and just stayed. I could have kept you at arm's length if I would have just kind of well until week yeah. seventeen. Yeah, well, this is true too. But now, just just to uh, pick every get everybody up to speed, and personally, I went ten and six last week. You didn't have a bad week, that's for no, sure. No, no, not horrible. I'm I'm actually not bad at this. I'm not always great. But usually, uh, you'll see at the end of the season. Uh, now I'm 122 and 94 for a winning percentage of 565. When I get my 129th win, I need seven more wins to guarantee a winning season. There are two, <sighs> there are 256 NFL games in a in a season, not counting postseason. So 128 games. If I went 128, 128. So I need a 129 wins. I need to pick up seven wins in the next three weeks. I think I can do that. Well, as they as they say, the tire is only flat on one side. So yeah, 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 yeah. So John, <laughs> yes. Uh, would you like to make some picks? Yeah, I think I, I think I'm gonna make you hate me already here. Oh sure, hold oh, on one second. We're gonna we're gonna start with this right off the bat. That's okay. So your beloved Miami Dolphins. This is a hard pick for me to tell you the truth. Are traveling into MetLife Stadium to play the New York Football Giants. By the way, for the well, second week in a row. That's right. Second week in a row they traveled to. Did they just stay the week in New York? Or probably what? not. No, probably not. Because but, teams- uh, anyway, go ahead. So I guess they manhandled the Jets. Well, I don't know. I, this was a tough pick for me, but I did it just because I wanted to rub it into Ed a little bit. But uh, so I am picking the Giants and uh, giving up those three and a half points. God bless you, sir. God bless you. They're a wonderful human being. You make you make oh, this old man very very happy. Because that gives me the opportunity to pull two games ahead of you. Okay. Because again, I'm breaking my own rule. I am taking my Dolphins against against the Giants. Shoot, John, you and I could beat the Giants. I'm taking my fins. I'm getting my three and a half points on the road. I don't care what you say or where Jimmy Hoffa is buried. <laughs> what's, your now, next, what's your next pick, sir? Well, this one I think was actually fairly easy for me. Uh, the Denver Broncos are traveling into KCMO Arrowhead Stadium, where the Chiefs are a 13-point favorite. Um Guess what, folks? Don't look now, but the Chiefs have actually discovered defense. No way. Yeah, they actually found defense. I don't know what took them so long, but uh, they've looked good in their last couple of games. But but here's uh, the question, I, John. Here's the question. Have they found enough defense to overcome a 13-point spread? Ah. Uh-huh. We'll soon find out. I'm taking the Chiefs, giving up 13 points. You're a brave man. You're a brave man. I'm actually taking. I'm not. I'm not for this segment, but for my own personal picks, I'm taking Denver in the points. That's just an aside. Okay. Uh, okay. Next, 
Seattle travels to, to Carolina, and they're a five-point favorite. Actually, I, I know very little about both these teams this year, but that just seems like a good solid pick to me. So that's the way I'm going. Seattle, Carolina. Taking Seattle, giving up five points. John? Well, let's see. For my last pick, I'm going to pick the Chicago Green Bay. No, 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 I ain't going to do that. You're not going anywhere near that. <laughs> You're too I'm scared. Well, that's an interesting game because I don't know who the hell to root for right now. Uh, the uh, Packers, of course, are leading the NFC North. The, the Bears are uh, actually nibbling on the Vikings' heels. The Bears have all of a sudden found themselves and are in in uh, in the mix as far as the playoff picture goes. So, but anyways, enough of that. Vikings are uh, in L.A. to play those. Uh, those uh, Clipper, I mean Chargers, where the Vikings are a three-point favorite. Um, and by the way, I have a feeling there's probably going to be more Vikings uh, fans there at the soccer stadium than there are Chargers fans, but that's another story for another time. Uh, the Vikings three-point favorite. I'm taking the Vikings giving up three points. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to mention the NFC North, also known as the NFC Norris Division. I used to love right. when they would mention that. Keith Oberman would say that. And if you're not I a hockey fan... Uh, I thought that was Berman that said that. It might have been Berman. might have been Berman. You're right. Uh, but if you're not an old-time hockey fan, you have no idea what that means. Finally, for this week, this is a sentimental pick. This is a pure emotion pick that I'm picking who I'm picking, where I'm picking. Jacksonville visits Oakland. Oakland's final home game in the Coliseum for it's off to Vegas baby I'm taking Oakland giving up four points because I think just sheer emotion will let them win by four and a half I, I think it's I don't think they're gonna win by a lot but I think they can cover four points oh well they should get a half point at least for the sentimental value you know that's that's actually in, in my opinion a very good pick and I, I think that uh and considering neither one of these teams is going anywhere, I don't know, maybe Jacksonville might actually roll over for that game. Uh, Oakland's got a mathematical shot at being in the postseason, but they have no chance of hosting a game. They have no chance of hosting. I, I mentioned this last week or the week before. I think the NFL was idiotic. You had three other teams that should have been in there this week playing them. You had Denver, Kansas City, or the Chargers. Should have been in there playing them. But then again, this is just their the NFL's fu to the Raiders, so and I can understand. That. So uh, yeah. oh, that's it. That's it, John. Let's see. Let's see how beat up are you? Not so bad. You you held up pretty well. I think I went pretty easy on you, considering the fact a that lot easy, a lot easier than I'd have went on you. Now that is true. You're a nasty person. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, remember, we ha after this week, we only have two more weeks left in the season. And week 17 is our, is our bucket of bonanza games. We pick every game. So, theoretically, we, we are nowhere close to this thing being over. You would, one of us would have to be 17 games ahead going into the final week for this to be over. So, there's still absolute likelihood that I'm going to win this thing straight straight up. 
Well, <laughs> if you do, you do. Remember, he created this rule because he was so far behind in previous uh, uh, previous weeks. He figured it was the only way he had any shot. Shut up! What? Shut up! <laughs> and he says, "I cheat." I do say you cheat. You do cheat. All right, kids and kittens. What? 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 Shush! Shush! I'm trying to end the bit here. Okay, just relax yourself. All right, kids and kittens, that's uh, that's going to do it for John and Ed versus the spread. And as always, remember, enjoy the games responsibly. And if you're going to take anything we say to heart about picks and use our information to go out and spend your hard-earned money, John, what are they? On crack. See you next week. <laughs> By the way, if you take anything at all that we say throughout this whole two-hour stretch... You got two hearts or whatever you have problems but then that's another story for another time too it, indeed it is oh, I'm, oh let's I'm, see I'm, I'm, I'm breathless exhausted. after this one by the way i am exhausted i mean i know uh quickly let me ask you uh your opinion here i saw i'm paraf- i'm going to paraphrase a tweet here that i saw earlier this week apparently uh michael vick is getting a role as a uh Pro Bowl uh, captain, yeah, uh, and there are people that are a little up in arms, and and one made a very good point in a tweet uh, where Pete Rose actually it wasn't a tweet either it was something I saw on Facebook. Never mind, who cares about the source? Uh, it was uh, they stated Pete Rose has been effectively has not been put in the Hall of Fame yet. How the hell is Michael Vick getting any type of recognition uh, by the NFL? You want to know why? Yeah, I want your opinion on this. Here's why. A, he didn't gamble on his own sport. B, Mm -hmm. he, uh, and and this I'm taking as the NFL's justification. And I did see somebody defend him with this point. He's done his time. He paid his debt. Well, you know what? I could have lived with that, except accompanying that that particular tweet or that article was it was a photograph of one of the dogs whose lips he had taken off, removed, because it makes the dogs mm-hmm. look fiercer. Two hundred and fifty dogs killed, or or maimed, and, and and all that. And and you know what? And he got a chance to play again. He got a chance to. He came back into the NFL. Mm-hmm. So the NFL again, their position is he paid his debt to society. He did something wrong. And he paid his debt. Well, that may be. That may be. But you know what? If this was tax evasion or something like that, eh, I could, you know, uh, selling selling phony merchandise, you know, that counterfeit stuff and overcharging. Yeah, I could, I could, I could get get behind that. Maiming animals. Mm, sorry, I'm a little. Yeah. No. Pete, Pete exactly. Rose. Pete Rose. Now. I, I'm all with keeping Pete Rose away from baseball. That being said, that being said, uh, if you base it just on his numbers, he deserves to be in the hall on his numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't uh, isn't Ty Cobb in the Hall of Fame? Right, and he was a real son of a bitch. Yeah. So uh, if you, I think it's a double standard keeping Pete Rose out. You're right on his numbers. 
Look, Babe Ruth. He's a slime slime ball as a human being for betting on his own sport. You're you're absolutely right. He's an idiot for betting on his own sport, especially when he's managing. And worse, betting on your own games. Or maybe he didn't bet on his own games. I'm trying to remember. I could be wrong about that. I don't remember either. I could be wrong about that. But maybe he took the moral high ground and didn't, you know. <sighs> Somehow yeah. I doubt it. No, Vic, Vic, Vic actually literally hurt living things. Okay, mm-hmm. dog fighting is no bueno in my book. Okay, no, absolutely right. Dogs are meant to wrestle and play with each other. Maybe a you know a friendly nip here and there. Not what. No, cockfighting. Mm. Cockfighting. No, unless you want to use real cocks. Okay. Jesus Christ! I can't believe you. <laughs> Oh, talking about roosters. God. They, 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 they. Yeah, right. Whatever, whatever. Well, what do you think I meant? You're a, yeah, man. Uh-huh. you're a mean, nasty man. You're a mean, <laughs> nasty man. Oh, no. I think I, Vic, I, I think Michael Vick just needs to look. He picked up a couple extra million dollars for the year or two he was back. Drift off into the sunset, Michael. Okay. I I heard that uh, you know you know he was picked up by Philadelphia, right? Yeah, it was with them a year okay. or two, whatever it was. Yeah, I I had heard that somebody had suggested that they uh, they uh, changed the name from the Philadelphia Eagles to the Philadelphia Beagles, and they were going to have a picture of Snoopy on their helmet just to kind of soften the blow of uh, of Michael Vick playing for that team. But I don't know. That might have been just a rumor. Hello, Ed. Oh, I'm going to let you hang out there. I'm not getting anywhere close to that one. How long have you been sitting on that? Uh, since it was since it was first announced that he was going to play for the Eagles. All right, let's 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 go over the, the rules of engagement again. Who does the funny stuff? I do. Who does the setups? Well, I'm, waiting. I'm waiting for you to do the funny stuff. Uh, it's going to come a far lot sooner than you will. I, or, 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 well, that too. I don't know. I don't know, but no, no, you stay away from the jokey stuff. That you leave that to me. That's uh, that's what your old uncle Ed is here for. I'll uh, okay. the the beagle. Do you think I didn't see I that won't. coming like a Mack truck at night down a darkened highway? My goodness. Hey, uh, I I, I, wanna, uh, I, I want to. Two and a half going on three years of this nonsense, and you still haven't figured out. Uh, we'll have to do a Twitter poll. We'll get uh, one or two responses. Uh, who is the funnier member of the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI? Come on. And, and, and no, Ed, you can't use your multiple uh, Twitter uh, handles to uh, stack the cards on the uh, vote there. Watch me. But we'll have to. <laughs> you have more email addresses than Hillary Clinton. And uh, so I... <laughs> A boy's, a boy's got to do what a boy's got to do. Well, basically, yes. now, basically, this is the tap dancing portion of the show because we got about 20, 30 seconds left, and now there's really no time to get into anything, but we also don't want to leave it quiet. So, uh, uh, But it looks like we're going to because John's looking around like a deer in the headlights. And uh, No, I'm actually looking to say something here. Well, to say something. <laughs> you got three, two, one seconds. Good night. Okay. Uh, all right. From... I'm John Cannon.
Cut let's do uh, Alex Trebek. Adios. Yeah.